Welcome to episode 25 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I am Scott Sturman, joined by Matt Deitch and Big Tasty. Grady Sturman, along with us for uh, episode 25. I'd like to start off this episode by uh, quick giving a shout out to one of our faithful listeners across the pond, Sean Hurlihy. Thanks for always being active on the page, always listening to the podcast. Sean is over in London. Oh, no, London, not London. Just England. I think Liverpool, England. All right. But, yeah, thank you, Sean. Uh, that's that's really cool, international like that. That's right. We're worldwide. We're, you know, we're getting to be a big deal. I don't you know. We, fans over there. We got fans in Canada. I mean, the United Me- States. We need Mexico. We need we need Africa. <laughs> we'll get them. We'll, we'll get them. them. Yeah, oh, yeah, sooner or later. Get over there to Asia. We got them all. We get them all covered. What do you think there, Big Tasty? Glad to have you on the show. Oh, I don't know. Uh, know. All of a sudden, you were just talking a mile a minute a second ago, and all of a sudden, you see the red blinking light on the camera over there. And now, this is the quietest I think I've ever seen you. I don't know. I'm kind of. I'm not too shy when it comes to this stuff, but sometimes, like when I just start talking, I'll just get a little shy for a little bit, and then I'll start talking like this. All right. A little nervous. You weren't shy the other day on the boat when you were giving old Chad Lorth the business. <laughs> That's right, El Diablo. <laughs> yeah, we, we have fun this weekend. We got out on East Lake on Sunday. Kind of got after the old yellow bass. Yeah, we caught a, quite a few big ones, and then we only caught like a couple. Bluegill, and then got a couple Pittsburgh perch. Yeah, Pittsburgh perch. perch. Pittsburgh perch. That's what he started calling the yellow bass. Yeah. I think that's what we're going to call them yeah, from now on. Yeah, for now on, they're Pittsburgh perch. Kind of got that old Pittsburgh Steelers look to them. We were making fun of Ramsey because everything do. everything is, is a perch to Ramsey. Yep. You know. Down in Texas. Yeah, if it's not a walleye, it's a perch. And, and so we were kind of making fun of him, coming up with different names for different fish, and Grady came up with Pittsburgh Perch for, for yellow bass. It just kind of <laughs> stuck. It was just so funny when he said it. And, yeah. What did we, uh, what, you, what were the techniques that we were doing the other day? Oh, what, so, what did you catch most of yours on? You actually caught, uh, I caught a couple big master anglers. Yeah, I caught a couple of them on a gold pilkey with waxworm on it. And then uh, Ramsey found this great idea to grab a yellow bass or a bluegill just behind its eyes and take the hook out. He says that's the best way to calm them down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were trying to figure out. it was. They were kind of wild when they came out, yeah. but I think you, Scott, were the one that said, you know, if you let them in the water for a little bit, pick them up, put them back in the water, then it was they, easy to yeah. take them off the hook. It was. It was kind of weird. I don't know why why I did that at first, but, yeah, when, when you'd get them to the top and they'd be flopping all over, you kind of pull them out of the water, drop them right back in, and and it just they kind of go limp, and that that was it. And they were really pretty easy to get the hook out of because they are tough, and and their gill plates are sharp, yep. and, and they, they got, got a bunch it. of sharp fins, spikes on their fins, and they're, they're a tough little thing when they're flopping around like that. And but man, do they fight! Oh, yeah. they're fun. I mean, especially when you yeah. even the small ones, but the one you hook into a big one, it's yeah. I mean, you don't really know what you got on there sometimes. Yep. And what Grady was saying there, uh, using a pilkey, uh, we call them pilkey. I know everywhere they call them something a little bit different, but but they're a shucks jigger. Yeah. Uh, shucks makes these little jigs over there in uh, in the Iowa Great Lakes, Okaboji Spirit Lake, wherever their headquarters is over there. But uh, just a, a little lead minnow-looking deal upside down. It's got a short 
half inch chain off of it with a single hook with a little tiny hook on it and and we just put a wax worm or two on there and it and it seems to me like the gold the 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 chrome you know the the shinier of the colors and and we had tim DeBoer in the boat and actually he originally had kind of a greener one on that that was more of a dull color not quite as shiny and he wasn't having success when he switched over to a blue uh, chrome looking right he yeah, started catching a, a couple more flash more. to it yeah. yep and, and i don't know why that is I, i'm sure i'm sure you could have caught just as many on on well maybe not just as many but you, you you would still catch them on the other uh the other ones but that that shinier ones definitely was the yeah, ticket I think it like catches its eye and then makes it like just go check out what's over there like maybe it's a minnow with a little bit of shine to it or something yeah well, there you hear it right there from the expert <laughs> yeah. well the way he was and catching them the other day he Pretty much was the yeah. expert. Yeah. And then, like, some of those little ones, like, I would spill a whole bunch of, like, these wax ones would come in with with these wood pieces and the stuff. The sawdust and I, chips, yep, yep. and I spilled it all over his boat. And... I spilled it all <laughs> over <laughs> Matt's boat. That's right. Yeah. That's all like, right, though. It looked like somebody had a chainsaw. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think Emily, like I said, I think I made the comment that Emily's going to think that I was out making cupboards or yeah. something, though, instead of fishing. Yeah, yeah, and then, like, you would drop a fish in there, and then they would catch all... The wood chips and then you could just throw it back in the water and clean boat <laughs> yeah you still have yet to catch a walleye though yeah we're gonna get you one something i feel like i'm getting a bad dad award no oh, we're we get canada in august we're that's, gonna right. Catch that's right well we get we get on the a yellow bass bite like yeah. that we went and tried walleyes for a while yeah. but they just yeah. weren't going it was kind of the middle of the day so we yep. went back to catching the yellow bass mm-hmm. because it's a ton of fun i mean if you yeah. have anybody that wants to get out and try some fishing kids adults it doesn't matter if they want to catch fish get them over there right now because the yellow bass bite is just crazy i mean it it's, must be their mating season i don't know much about yeah. like the mating as far as like they're spawning not mating but their spawning season as far as yellow bass goes because we'd be fishing there sometimes and you look out there and there'd be like a tornado of yellow bass like yeah. coming up towards the top of the water and it's just like holy buckets and i don't know if it's like all the males chasing one of the females yeah. or what's going on there because all the ones that we were catching were definitely milking yep, yep. i mean all over the place so yep, all over your boat all over the clothes <laughs> if you were wearing black you were in trouble yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna wonder where you've been but no it's... yeah it, it was a lot of fun a lot of fun i dare say between what do we have five in the boat yeah jeez uh, we caught over 200 yeah. fish. I, I was gonna Easy. say I, I know i wrote 150 on the facebook page because i wanted to kind of be more conservative but after i was really thinking about it i mean i would say each of us caught 50 for sure yeah Yeah. because you would go on little flurries where you'd catch three drops in a row it would be like boom 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 and you'd catch them and boom 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 i mean it would add up really fast we we had we had a tub of 250 wax worms and it was basically gone Yeah. yeah and you know the sometimes sometimes you only get one fish per wax worm there's sometimes that you get three fish per waxworm, and and yeah, I, the next day me and Grady went back out. There was a couple waxworms left, but uh, not, yeah, I not actually, many. I actually towards the end switched over to. I was getting sick of having to rebate my hook all the time. I switched yeah, over so to a little red pla- Berkeley plastic and put it on the hook, and I catching them, catching just, them the just the same and it was just nice to be able just to take them off and be able to drop right back yeah, down i didn't there, even so. notice that you did that yeah yeah just because i was getting sick of <laughs> yeah. baiting the hook all the time yep actually the next the next day sunday afternoon after the rain 
me and Grady went back out, and we both of us, I think he got two Master Angler yellows up in the 12 range, and caught I caught one, yeah, you caught and one. we both caught a pretty Decent good amount, share yeah. of bluegills, and then right at the end, I had a nice yeah. big old crappie. Oh, really? And I yeah. got it up out of the water and, and was just <laughs> trying to flip it up onto the dock, and it got off, yeah. but oh, it was man. a nice one. It, yeah, it I mean, real... I dare say, it, you know, it had been 14 inches or something oh, wow. like that. Nice. It, it, was, yeah. it, was a, it was a big fish. Yeah, the, the bite is over there at the lakes right now is just going. You know, and as much as people hate that curly pond leaf on East Okaboji, boy, I, I think as far, you know, yeah. for recreational, you know, if you're a tuber or a swimmer or whatever, it, it, I'm sure it's not very good. For fishing, I think it may be yeah. the best thing that ever yeah. happened to that lake. Well, it's not, it's not making the pleasure boat just go away because no. we were taking waves from every direction the other day yeah ramsey told me today that he heard that okaboji's two or three inches away from going back onto the no wake right and they and they changed it up this year i didn't read it too much but um yeah they changed like their restrictions as far as how much higher it is than normal and then instead of doing like the no wake like it's like 600 feet out from shore instead of 300 feet or i don't know what okay i gotta read into it more and it, which it was, i was all right with it last year i was gonna we say to as much as it sucks if you're going to a spot clear across right. the lake you know you want to move spots or whatever as, as far as fishing goes and you know like on the weekends to be able to go out there and and you know normally we we battled towards the end yeah of, on, we we stayed Saturday. out there we stayed out there to sunday it was oh yeah it was sunday yeah, it was memorial day yep um, we stayed out there longer than what we should have probably done because it was, I mean, there wasn't much for wind at all, yeah. but it was tough getting across the lake with all the waves coming. Definitely. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. The only thing that sucks about that is when the docks are all underwater and yeah. you're wading out in the water to get to the dock or yep. some of them, like I said, some of them are underwater, the ends of the docks are, but yep. it still has to come up quite a ways for that for a few of those places. Right. So. I remember last year when that water got so high, you saw all these five-gallon pails all yep. over on these people's docks. And at first, I couldn't figure out what it is, but I don't know if it's water or if it's sand or whatever, but wait to hold them docks down. Right. And that's really pretty crazy when you think about having to do that. Oh, and, yeah. I mean... I, I, as far as my memory goes, I don't ever recall ever seeing that before. No, and we're going to have it two years in a row because it just doesn't stop raining here. I think I mean, we got five days of no rain, rain starting starting now, starting tomorrow. There's a chance for five days of no rain. Five now. days we of need no it. rain. I mean, I mean, the farmers, everybody, uh, everybody needs yeah, some dry weather. I mean, you, yeah, it is farmers especially because they're on a time crunch, but... You know, I think about Sean Bosler yeah, pouring concrete. Yep. He ain't pouring concrete in this right. weather. I think about, you know, other construction Con guys, yep. you know, it's, landscapers, yeah. everything. The list goes on, and it, it's not good for anyone. I mean, whoever whoever said rain is a good thing, yeah. it, it <laughs> is Luke not Brian this year. Full of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Luke. Jeez. <laughs> no, but... Uh, no, we did it. We I, I uh, had a question come in this week from Tyler Hicks. Said he's a new listener and he's trying to talk his wife into buying a boat. And he kind of wanted to, uh, us to dip into just a little bit of boat selection. And you know, Matt obviously has a little bit more experience with boats than than what me or or Grady yeah. has. But you know, 
one thing that I, I'll, I'll start off by saying is, like Luntai, you know, if you're trying to talk your wife into it, you want a fishing boat, but she's kind of thinking more of a pleasure boat. You know, that's kind of a crossover right. boat that you can still take your family out yep. and go, you know, but it's still a heck of a fishing boat. And I think and, you can haul a tube with it yeah, and everything else. And, and there's a lot of boats out there yeah, like that. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you just using the Tai as an example, but, like, we are going into buying a boat, you got to sit down and kind of weigh out, like, what length do I want to get? Uh, what size motor? I mean, if you're gonna, if you're planning on using it as a multi-purpose boat for pulling tubes and also fishing, are you gonna do more fishing out of it? Or are you gonna do more recreational stuff out of it? Well, most people are looking at it to get it for the fishing aspect of it. So, like, yeah, a Luntai, a Proby, anything like that. The uh, Lumacraft trophies, the competitors, those boats are all great. Um, Crestliner makes the Fishhawk series, which is a good one too, and they make a sport fish. A lot of these companies make kind of a crossover boat. I mean, Lund has a Lund crossover, it's called, where it's a fishing boat, but it also has the amenities of a pleasure boat out there. And they'll have a lot more permanent seating or at least a lot more spots. Well, they'll have like up on their front deck, they have removable pads so that if people want to sit up there... They can sit up there, lean up against the railing. They got pads along there, and a lot of that is removable. A lot of them have jump seats now in the back that it, they'll fold down into a casting deck. Okay. And then when you get people in there, they'll fold up, and you can use yeah, it that's as a really good idea. you know extra seating. Yep. Um, if you're gonna go used, new, I mean that's always the thing. If you're gonna go new, there's a lot of these dealerships. I'd say go out to these dealerships, get into these boats and see like if it has a layout that you want uh the boat shows earlier in the years are i mean when we went up to the northwest sport show we could not believe the amount of boats i, I dare there. say there was 500 it, it was crazy i mean for us we usually go to the sioux falls sportsman show and they have a lot of good boats there but usually they're they always have the boats up to, for the higher priced price range you know and yep. stuff like that up there at the northwest sports show they had them all the way from the low price points all the way up to the high price yep. boats. Yep, there was and a lot could, of bare bones yep, boats. And... and you could sit in there and see what you what you really needed. Right. Um, as far as like going, you know, like I said, with motors, then it comes in, do you want a two-stroke, a four-stroke? Um, there's different sizes. If you're talking about anything recreational-wise, you're going to want to go 90 or bigger. I mean, That's you start going to need to haul a to, tube, to and, haul a tube, especially yeah. if you want to get a couple people back there. I mean, will other ones do it? Yeah, other ones, you know, a seventy-five horse, things like that, will do it. But then you're putting a lot of stress on the motor too. Yeah. Um, like I said, that's always something to consider. The yeah, the length is a big thing. Well, how many people are are you planning on right. bringing out? I mean, no one wants to buy a a boat. For that, that can hold five people when you've got four kids and, and you and your wife, you know, someone has to right. stay back or whatever. You know, th- that's one of the things that you definitely got to look at. And and what kind of body of water are you going to yeah. be going on? Yeah. You know, if, if you're going to be on a big lake, you know, obviously our big lake is Okaboji or Spirit Lake. But, you know, when you get up into Minnesota, Mille Lacs and, and stuff like that, yep, you're, you're going to be on these big, 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 waters. big water. You need a bigger boat. Right. Because when when the wind comes up, things can go south in a hurry, and you don't want to be miles and miles away from from your truck or or, right. or your lift or whatever 
you you've got going but and you know as far as brand there's all kinds of good brands out there it's like you get into the argument it's like ford chevy all that stuff i mean yep like i said lun makes a great boat i run a lun i've had a tracker that you have now i had a lot of success with that tracker makes a really nice boat um the aluminum or fiberglass do you want to go with an aluminum boat or a fiberglass boat nice thing about aluminum is they're lighter weight so when you're pulling them you're not you know wasting as much gas doing it and you can maneuver them a little bit more but the ride isn't as good as a fiberglass boat fiberglass boat is a smoother ride but you know i've been in some 18 20 foot fiberglass boats that have less room in them for moving around than my 17 and three or right under 18 foot boat does you yep. it's a wider boat i mean look that's something to consider you know a wider boat's going to be a more stable boat right so i mean there's a lot of things to consider but don't get overwhelmed when you're choosing it i mean you've got kind of got an idea of what you're looking for going into it talk to some experts call up some of these dealerships there's a lot of good dealerships call the companies they'll talk to you if you have questions about their boats uh look in the past history of boats is i mean is this brand that i'm looking at is there a problem like do they have a history of issues with it um is there the motor you know again you can get mercury you can get avenue you can get hondas you can get suzuki's i mean there's just all kinds of that too but again just do some research and there's some good things out there if you're going into buying used and you're doing it in a private sale definitely you know if you have a friend who is into the marine like repair or something like that get a hold of them and maybe they can come along and look at it with you find out how many hours are on it most place you know most people trying to sell it you can get have them bring it in and have it looked at at a shop and get compression checks done on the you know on the motor yep. just so you know what the cylinders all look like yeah um, yeah just, just the same as a car but right. you know i mean if you you buy a boat and you're thinking, oh man, we're, we've got a lot of fun weekends coming up. And, and next thing you know, you're bringing it somewhere to dump a couple thousand dollars into it for boat repair, or, you know, motor repair, whatever. That makes right. you, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say this, but I've, I've always heard that they say best the best day of your life is the day you buy a boat. The second best day of your life is the day you sell so, a boat. And, yeah, yeah, and other people, you know, boat stands for bust out another thousand. You know, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, as far as I'm happy that I bought a boat many years ago. I got a lot of use out of that one, and now this new one I have. I went from a single council boat to a tiller boat. That's always something to consider, too. I love the tiller boat layout. I mean, the other day with five guys in there, it wasn't like we were crowded bumping into anything or having to step over the council, do any of that. We had plenty of room. Uh if, if you're going to strictly fish out of it, tiller is really the it, way to go. It, it really is nice. But like you said, if you're going to get onto some big water sometimes, I mean, tillers, they may come in all, all from 12-footers all the way up to 20-some-footers. I mean, so that's something to kind of consider. The council is nice. If you're going to bring be bringing the family out a lot, I mean, do you want to get a, you can get a single console. Well, then the driver is one that's pretty much protected by any foul weather. If you do get, if you're out there in a wind and it does come up and you got to go across the lake, uh, it's not as protected. So you can get a dual console. You can get a full windshield across it, which is nice. So if yep. it is kind of a windier day or a colder day, you can kind of hide behind that windshield. Um, 
yeah, and it will keep you dry. That's too. And it's all about how you drive it sometimes too when you get it. Definitely. I mean, don't. And the big thing is, don't go out of your means when you're buying a boat. If it's something you're looking into get into, don't think you have to go out there and I got to spend like all this money on it and get yourself into financial trouble. Right. I mean, buy what you can afford, just about like anything. And yep. And you know, I guess at the end of the day, if if you're going to use it strictly for fishing, you don't need all the bells and whistles. You know, and I mean, you can always. I mean, one nice thing I've talk to a lot of guys about too is sometimes when you brand buy brand new the base price on that is just the boat and motor it's not all of a sudden you start going and going through the company to buy it now you're adding on this now you're adding on that and pretty soon you get that sticker shock of what the base price is that you saw on the sticker is ten thousand dollars more because of all the accessories that you added on to it yeah. sometimes you can go and find an older used one that has all those bells and whistles and only has, you know, not many hours on it, wasn't used a lot, and you can get into something like that a lot cheaper. Right. And then you have all the accessories that you need. Yeah, and and, and, and do think about that, too. When you buy a boat, you are still, if it doesn't have a trolling motor, you're going to want to put a trolling yep. motor on it. And you're going to want to put a good trolling finder. motor on it. It's a couple thousand dollars right there. Yep. And, and that's all stuff that you got to factor in. You know, if you're looking at a boat for $9,000 and you've got $9,500 to spend, but it doesn't have the stuff that you are going to want on there, I mean, you, you still got to save money for trolling motors, electronics. Right. You know, buy something a little bit less and see if you like it. Yep. And, you know, two years down the road, sell it off again. And, you know, then you know, hey, you know what, I am going to use that. Because I think there's a lot of people, too, that buy these boats with big aspirations, you know, that they're going to, uh, you know, go every weekend, you know, and, and whatever. And, you know, especially if you got kids, you know, Grady's got baseball tournaments, yeah. you know, whatever. And and pretty soon you realize that you don't use it as much as what you think. You know, if, if you're a guy who likes to go fishing with buddies and, and your buddy's schedule doesn't, you know, yeah. jive up with yours, well, then pretty soon, you know, you, at the end of the year, you brought it out one or two times and your boat depreciated a thousand dollars heck you could have rented a boat at one of the marinas for five hundred dollars you know i I don't know it's just all stuff to think about what do you got grady you guys back so like if you would like want to go out and you were like going for walleyes or something or like some sort of fish like would you want like a quieter motor to like get out there like what would you want like for something like that like so you could get out there and maybe not scare away the fish well, the motor noise isn't going to necessarily scare them away. Your four-stroke motors are going to be quieter than your two-stroke yeah. motors, but your two-stroke motors usually are a little bit faster. I mean, you look at those guys that are have those big boats, like those uh, in the bass tournaments. Yeah, the they go tournaments. they go flying by, and those boats are pretty loud. They're not. I mean, unless you're in shallow water, you're not gonna. Once you get mess up close to it. where you think your fish are going to be. You, you might kick down the trolling motor. And some people, you know, do run a little kicker motor on the right. side. And, you know, that's going to be a little bit less and power. That, and, and That's something to look at, too. If you are if you plan on doing a lot of trolling for walleyes, if, if it's a 150, they might be able to troll down a little bit down to that. But you might have to look into the, a kicker motor, too, and that adds expense to it as well. That's what I like about my 90-horse tiller is that I can troll down to a couple miles per hour, and if I need to back troll, I can back troll, too, with it and get it down there even slower. And so, 
And also, like, that was a good question, Grady. I mean, that's that's something to consider. Yeah, every, you got to consider everything if you're going to be spending thousands of dollars. Right. And uh, like you said, too, you got to consider the water you're fishing. I fish a lot as far as when you're getting your trailer. Do you want a bunk trailer or do you want a roller trailer? I fish a lot of lakes out in South Dakota that don't have a landing. So you're putting in off a gravel road. Well, the bunk, you got to get it in there quite a ways to get the boat floating and off the bunks the same way when you're loading it. Whereas with a roller trailer, you don't have to get it in this far and you can still get it up on it. So, I mean, there's those are the things to consider. Single axle compared to dual axle trailers. If you got a big boat, if, you, if you're looking at getting like a bass boat and you're looking at a 19 to 20 foot bass boat and it's sitting on a single axle trailer, and most times you kind of want the double axle trailer on something like that, so a trailer is a little bit better. Yep. But in the same breath, when you're replacing tires, you're replacing four, four of them tires. instead of two That's of them. That's the thing too. You know, it, I mean, it all it all adds up. But I mean, it's always definitely worth it. I mean, I love having my boat and getting out there with my boat. You'd, re- I mean, to go through a set of tires, you'd you'd really you got to be hauling around, or your alignment's got to be way off. There's got to be an issue then if you're if yep. you're going through a set of tires. In no time, there's you're either traveling all over the country or there's something wrong with your trailer or your alignment or something like that. Yep. Actually, just to touch base on this one, one second. Uh, Don Garretson, who lives on the west side of Rock Rapids here, Triple uh, R Trailers or whatever, he he makes trailers, and uh, he was telling me and my dad one time that so many people put trailer tires on their trailers whether it be an enclosed trailer or whether it be a boat trailer or whatever you know they get these special trailer tires he said for not much more money you can get a light truck tire that's rated to go faster and and uh you know withstand more weight and he said you know if you have to replace trailer tires you probably wouldn't have had to replace a light truck tire so he said always upgrade you know, because you can get them in all sizes. Right. Get the light truck tire instead of just the basic trailer right. tire. And right. he, just just something, yeah, yeah pass yeah. along. So, yeah, it's, I mean, now's the time. If you're looking into it, there's a lot of them for sale right now. Another good thing to do is at the end of the year, if there's a lot of guides that sell their boats every year. Professional fishermen that do, I mean, they get used a lot, but they also get taken care of really good. Yep. And you're going to get into a new boat for a lot less money, and it's going to have a lot of bells and whistles on it. Right. Right. So, yeah, that's a great question. I'm glad that, yeah. you know, we encourage you guys all to yeah, do that more. Yeah. If there's some topics you want us to cover, let us know. Yep. Another thing that I thought that we would quick dip into, did you see that whole deal about the catfish uh, record in South, Over in South Dakota. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> so let me get this straight if I got it right. Back in the day there was a channel cat record, but they actually found out that it was, it was actually a blue, a blue cat. cat. Yep. So the the channel cat record has been held by a blue cat actually, which is bigger than any channel. Right. So as of last weekend they vacated that state record and they opened it up. And I think like a ten year old boy held the record for like 24 hours or yeah. something like that i think i saw the other day that somebody brought one in over to sioux falls to one of the bait shops yeah and it was like 11 or 12 pounds i was gonna say it's right at 12 record. pounds right now right yeah. now so they call it like the cat rush of 2019 yeah. everybody yeah. else and now everybody wants to get out there and get a state record so they're trying for catfish which is awesome to me i mean it's just kind of definitely it's that, neat to that's, see it's one of those fish that 
either you're a diehard cat fisherman, right, or you don't fish catfish at all. Yeah, that's what it seems like to me. You know, I, I think mean? some people can think that they're kind of a dirty fish for some reason because the bait that you use is sometimes you know you're using cut stink bait, bait or stink bait. Yep. So people don't look. I mean, they are a blast to catch. I can't wait until later on in the summer when the frogs are out to catch a bunch of frogs yeah. and go float them down at the river underneath Definitely. of a float and catch that's, some big catfish it's a blast that's really how i started fishing oh, here at, on the rock yeah, river same here was for, uh, chasing you know catfish. back in the day when i was a kid of course we went down there but uh lance grown actually got me into catfishing we used to go back across from the the racetrack down there there was a little clearing there chicken livers and i got this abu garcia ambassador reel with the clicker and god dang it me and him would go down there and drink too much beer and <laughs> sit down smart. Yeah, very smart and you know we were catching four pounders you know five pounders or whatever and golly we thought we had moby dick on the other yeah. end of the line every single time and and you know it's kind of funny all those years that we were in search of the big flathead catfish never once caught one not a big flathead not yeah. even a flathead period and then I'm down at the river flipping twister tails for bass, and that's when yeah. that's when I catch catfish. And it, it kind of seems like that. It seems like the guys who are going for walleyes and bass are the guys who end up with the big catfish, right. yeah. and, and the guys who well, they're a big for... predator fish. People think that the bait just has to be down on the bottom for to eat it, but they'll come up there and smack a jig oh, yeah. or a rapala that's coming across. That that flathead that I caught down below the little dam. I threw out there, and all of a sudden, boom, like I just felt something hit my line hard. And it was like, holy moly, what in the world was that? And I, I didn't get it. Threw back out in the exact same spot again, and that time I got it. And, oh, man. I, and I was running an eight-pound test on a medium-light pole, and down there with the train bridge going across, I knew all I could. I had to, <laughs> I had to get it on this side of the big right. trestle, and uh, I did. Thank God. But after that, man, I bet you I fought that thing for 20 five minutes at That's least right. whatever and my phone's on three percent and i'm calling tanner you know try to bring down a net i called my brother no one's answering i probably try to called call you me and I and wasn't, no one no yeah. one's answering and you know i'm cussing and whatever and yeah finally this thing tires out and right as i'm getting it into shore everyone who i called is calling me back hey what you need <laughs> too late but yeah ended up wearing my crocs got to go in there and get them yeah no. Well, that's, you know, all of our topics today, an event that happened here in town today reminds me of something. Whew. We, uh, with all this rain that we're getting, all the flooding happening, the people that just, you know, were able to get to their houses and start getting them cleaned up, they're getting evacuated again. It's a bad situation. Don't, you know, we're talking about boats and all that stuff. Be safe, guys. Um, don't take it for granted. I mean, our rivers are high right now. They're moving fast. Stay out of them if you have to. It's not worth putting your life in danger, and it's not worth putting all kinds of other people's lives in danger. We nope. had a scary situation in our town here. Our river's not that big when you, in the scope of things. No. I mean, nope. you can you can cast across it. Yep. I mean, with a good cast, you can get from one bank to the other bank. But when it gets high and it starts running fast, it gets a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. And we had a guy today that had a little boat and he put it in above the big dam in town here and on a creek on a creek just a little creek he put in and it got away from him couldn't get his Good, motor started couldn't get his motor started and he went over the big rapids and floated down they said he had his life jacket on thankfully oh. i mean 
and he got down towards Little Dam and was able to get a hold of the shoreline or a rock. And yeah, luckily there was somebody that was coming by at the time. I think I read somewhere they estimated him at being being in the water for 15 minutes. Yeah. Before anybody could really get to him, and then that water's still cold. It is. It really is. <laughs> Very and, cold. And it's moving that fast in a river. There's all kinds of things that. Are yeah, underneath there's, there. There's tree branches, there's rocks. You yeah. One good hit to the head and you're toast. I mean, that's it. You're I mean, toast. I don't know if I would even put my boat, put, go in a kayak or a canoe above yeah. like the big dam when it's not high, let alone running this fast. No, yeah. I, and, and, you know, people do dumb things and, you know, uh, I, I'm not saying this gentleman was dumb. Uh, that's not what I'm saying at all. But, you know, you do stuff and, you know. Things happen. And, and I think, you know, everyone's in the same situation, you know, where, God dang it, we just want to fish. Right. And and so you you do something a little bit risky because, golly, I just want to get out there. I'm sick and tired of this high water, whatever. And, you know, he might be looking back right now thinking, wow, I, I can't believe I did that. I hope that. he is. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, I mean, and hopefully he's grateful for all those people that are first responders that. Definitely. I mean, got down there and help get them out and just people it wasn't even first responders it was just people that were there that yep. helped yep. get him out of the get him out of the water and everything like that and to safety so yep. i mean we always talk about we're always lucky here that nothing has really tragically happened in that river that i've since i've been around and today reminds us that you know don't take it for granted yep. i mean that high water I don't care how good of a swimmer you are or anything like that. Things can happen. And yep, it's it's ripping fast. There's uh, people underestimate the power of water. That's right. You know when you get into knee high water and try to walk across yeah, try the to rapids. Walk, yeah, try to walk across the creek sometime that's running really hard. It's tough. And and the rocks underneath are, are covered slippery. with covered with algae and moss and whatever else, and it, it's slick. It's it's not good. Be careful. <laughs> that's all yes. we're gonna say about that. Yep, just be careful out there and. So. Keep fishing, big tasty. You yeah. got anything for us, lady? He's he's single. Oh come on! Are you single or do you got a girlfriend this week? Not this week. Not, Maybe not this week. Well, Maybe after next week, after yeah. this airs, <laughs> you, yeah, 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 we won't give you his phone number. Yeah. Maybe we'll put it down in the bottom. <laughs> Link him below. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in to episode twenty-five. We'll see you next week on episode 26. We got some big news. Big news. Very cool. Exciting uh, stuff happening. Very cool stuff happening. Uh, just got off the phone right before we uh, aired this one. Next week we'll tell you all about it. Appreciate you stopping by. See you next week.